0: Oh, yes, we are live on a mid-season review. Serie a has this super long holiday break, which is good and bad. I mean, I actually have to spend time with my family and play with my kid. It's it's torture, but uh, eventually the games will be back, my friends. Uh, Alex Dono, alongside Jerry Mancini, is always. Let me introduce our guests. We always bring in the first timers first. Joining us from all Juve Cast, Lex, and I love your Twitter handle, Lex. It's uh, anytime oh, thank I see guns, it, it always makes me smile. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, uh, We're excited to have you on. And uh, a man who really needs no introduction. He's become one of our favorites. That would probably bring this guy on more often. Uh, but, you know, Jerry and I have this rule that we can only tolerate Juventini like once every two months. Uh, but we are we, we are surrounded today. And William is back with us. Billy Eagle, how you doing, sir?
2: Good, man. How are you?
0: Doing really well. And uh, and yeah, part of this episode will be not only taking a look at uh, at Serie A and the table and some of the highlights and lowlights here at the break. We do want to take a deep dive on Juventus as well, and that's why we have uh, populated the panel as such. Before we get into that, let me introduce my co-host, Jerry Mancini. And Jerry, you're up there in the Toronto area, and you're not the only one from the Toronto area on this episode because Lex is up uh, that way as well. Uh, and, you know, Jerry, we were talking about this weeks ago before any of this stuff was happening with TFC, that you're going to be a credentialed member of the media this upcoming MLS season. Uh, and normally, normally we don't talk MLS on the show, but my God, Jerry, I mean, it, it looks like Lorenzo Insigne is very likely on his way to Toronto FC. Um, and he may not uh, be the only one, uh, the only Italian player on his way because Bellotti could be on his way there as well. And I've, I've been telling people, listen, because my local Inter Miami, it's, you know, it's basically a scam because they always just promise all this shit. They don't deliver on anything. So oh, I, I might have to uh, I might have to put my allegiances on TFC with all these Italians. Is Jovinko coming back as well? Jerry, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing very good. And I want to actually give the credit to Will Forbes at Transfer MLS cuz he's the guy who actually broke the story first about Lorenzo Insigne and he first tweeted out that it was 75% sure that it was coming. Then he tweeted out last week 95% and this week he confirmed it and and I feel bad for the guy because he never got any credit and I actually reached out to him and he said that the reason to to TSC doing this is because last year they went with the, the low cost kind of rebuild kind of way of not buying the big profile players, but trying to develop, trying to get some of the, the low marquee players and it didn't work out well for them. And, and you can see that the attendance wasn't there. The results were very bad. Um, they, they just weren't producing on the field and they were one of the worst teams this season. Um, so what TFC is doing now is they're going back to what was successful and that was bringing the marquee players in that will attract players to go watch the game and a blend of having that young talent in the lineup. So I think this is a smart decision and and they're not going back to what they did last year. They're going to stay strong and stick to their core and I think in, in the coming seasons, TFC is going to be more predominant compared to what they were. And, and you know what? I didn't even think about it. And, and credit to Jan in our chat group. I always forget, MLSE is is TSC, And these guys are rich motherfuckers, okay? They got money. Like, they got money and they can splurge and spend that kind of dough to get Insignia to come to the MLS. They can buy Balotti. They got cash in the reserves. Like, it's not like they can't do it. I I I think Insigne will probably happen. Would I be surprised if it didn't? No. I I, I said my opinion that I never thought that Insigne was going to come. Uh, I'm I've doubted I, I spoke out yesterday that I was wrong, but at the same time, it hasn't been official, so no one's really right right now. Like. Mm. It's all speculation and, and the market's still not open. Well, yeah. And originally, and originally
0: so, like they, they got the number way wrong. They said like yeah. 11, 11.7 million euros a season. Now it's like 5.7. I, I think that maybe it was a problem with like some of the reported figures, a, the conversion from dollars to euros and B, like in Italy, they report the wages after tax. And in North America, they report the wages before tax. So that, that could have been the snafu there, Jerry.
3: well, Here's the thing the market's not open, like I just said, and the yeah. fact that until it's actually official, then you can say, Hey, yeah, he's going to Toronto. But tomorrow morning, you can wake up and all of a sudden, ADL has a change of heart and says, Hey, I'm gonna up the price to four and a half million what he wanted, and I'm gonna sign him. Like things can change overnight, very rare does it happen, but like anything's possible. Like the market's not open, we don't know. So maybe he changes his mind and, and doesn't go to TSC. Like, maybe he, he chooses not to leave his family. Like, these are these are big decisions, right? So he is interested in the project, but we don't know what goes behind the scenes. For all we know, it, it's not enough to, like, kind of bring him there. But I guess in time. As for Balotti, I think that's a long shot he's still, mm, yeah. he, he's just he's just going into his prime the guy can go play for so many teams that it's not well, even but but,
0: fun. So, but so well how old how old is bilotti now cuz uh, like it's like okay 28. 28. so he's so he, he's yeah. like Insignia is not old either i mean he's 30 cuz like usually when you see big names go to mls it's usually 34 35 it's like you don't usually uh you don't usually head this way at that point in your career, but yeah, he's, he's a couple of years younger than Insigne. And, and real quick before, before we get into City, uh you know, I'll ask uh, the panel below me and I, I don't, I don't know if, if either of you are, are like big MLS fans already. I'm assuming you're probably not, but like Lex, like if Insigne arrives and even if like Belotti may also come, does that make you you know more likely to watch MLS games this coming season?
1: Oh, for sure. And I think TFC was having problems with that where attendance had been down. I know, like, my brother went to watch the Canada game um, at BMO back in the fall. There's like 20,000 in attendance, and then TFC played the following day. It's like 5,000 or something. So, I definitely think that TFC is trying to bring in some big names, like especially like Insignia, try and restore that success they had with Javinco. I definitely think that's their plan. And as for Insignia deciding to come, I mean, like you mentioned, that's a big decision to leave. Napoli to leave your family or to move your family whatever he does and I mean at the end of the day I think it's on Di Laurentiis for not giving him what he's asking for like he's not asking for an outrageous amount of money and for a player that's stayed loyal pretty well been at Napoli's whole career I say you you match his offer you know you match what he wants but
0: yeah, especially because it, it sounds like what he wants from Napoli is not even as much as he's going to get from TFC. So he's like, I'm, will- I'm willing to give you guys a discount, just not as big of a discount as you want me to take. Well, what about you, Will? Uh, you, you don't strike me as a huge MLS fan. Uh, are yeah, you, for real. You, but you're going to check out some games. <laughs> you're going to check out some games. Yeah, yeah, TV I'll
2: TV right I'll, I'll tune in when they're on ESPN. I'll, I'll watch. But uh, no, it's not something I uh... – Seek out. I don't. I don't have enough time to like watch the teams that I like, let alone like pick up like a new uh, squad. So you know, right. if Insigne comes, I'll I'll tune in. But uh, otherwise, no, not not for me. No, yeah. Like,
3: eh? <laughs> uh, it's a, just uh, not what I
2: grew up grew up watching. So like my uh, my allegiance is with Syria. Um, uh,
3: yeah. I wish I was like you, man. I, I'm a football freaking like junkie. Where I'll watch. City I did off. watch
2: Spurs. That's one thing I did do mm. when they were on, on last.
3: Okay. Yeah, because of, ah, yeah. of Conte. Yeah.
1: Because of Conte. Yes, me too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'll watch the French league. I'll watch freaking anything in league, man. I whatever. I'll watch even t- a Turkish game if it's on. Uh, like I, tomorrow, Great. I'm gonna tomorrow. I'll be watching yeah, yeah. Porto versus Benfica. I got to record it already. Like I'm just okay. like that. I don't know. I, okay. I, I. I. It's but no, it's good that you don't, man, because. There's more to
2: life than just watching football all the time. Probably. I mean, like, I'll tune into the El Clásico when they play, or like when uh, Real plays Atletico. Like maybe I'll I'll watch that The who's on the on the clubs at the time. Like when Messi and Ronaldo were playing each other, obviously yeah. there's a lot bigger draw. Now, as mm-hmm. like a casual, when it comes to that, I'm just like, eh, nothing, nothing too exciting.
0: You know, I, I had one more question to Lex, and then I want to get yeah. in uh, on some Juve topics because, you know, Lex, your first time on the show, we always have to ask the first timers, how did you become a Juve fan? Like, what, what was your your tie to the club? What got you in love with it?
1: All right. So for me, it was the 2006 World Cup, and that was definitely summer. fell in love with Calcio and probably Buffon. That was the reason that I became a Juve fan. <laughs> I so love just Buffon. For, just in and- comfort, city it Yeah, exactly. But yeah, (laughs) brought me over there. And um, my brother, as I mentioned before, he's also a Yube fan too. So we both huge Yube fans. And yeah, so that that would be my story. Awesome.
0: Well, and I'll start with you on this one, Lex. Um, You know, I I had a feeling when I threw this out in our chat group earlier, um, you didn't spoil it for me, but I have a feeling you have a strong opinion about this. How much do you miss Cristiano Ronaldo? You know, he, he was around for the first couple games of the season. And then, before the transfer window closes, he heads back home to Manchester United. How, how much do you miss CR7?
1: Well, for me, I have a very interesting relationship with the whole CR7 question, probably more of one of love hate. I couldn't stand Ronaldo back when he was on Real Madrid. I. I can stand him. I don't know if it was maybe just a little bit of bitterness from the Champions League finals or or whatnot, or from Champions League in general from that bicycle kick or anything like that. But anyways, when he did end up coming, you know, I was like getting arguably the best player in the world right now at our club. Like this is great. I enjoyed watching him play for us. He did really well. But in terms of how much do I miss him, I think it was time to move on. I mean, I, I was definitely felt blindsided by him leaving three days before the Mephasa closed. It was about three days or something. And I think that that really um, played a big role in the kind of the situation that our team's in right now. You know, when Ronaldo walked out the door, so did 35 goals, right? Like 30 30 plus goals walked out with him. And how do you make up those numbers, right? And we didn't get a chance to find another striker in that amount of time to make up those numbers and so I think that for me I think I like a round turn he posted something when Ronaldo left and for me this summarized it perfectly was three years 134 games 101 goals three different coaches and many issues you probably arrived at the wrong time and this is the biggest regret thank you Chris time to move on pity you left this way we deserve more than this so, for me, that is pretty well summarized my opinion. I don't know if, uh, Will, you would end it it with to uh,
2: did <laughs> uh, end with "grazzi"? spelled G R A C Z I.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh,
2: shows uh, you how much Italian he learned during his time here. <laughs> you know, I, I have uh, I have very strong opinions about this, and they've been logically consistent uh, throughout the whole process. Um, never a fan, never cared for him. Good. Um, I thought it was uh, a foolish, foolish waste of money. Yeah, um, you you're spending uh, 100 million plus on the transfer than uh, 30 million a year after taxes. Um, why? When at the time you had Higuaín, Davala, Douglas Costa, Juan Cuadrado, Federico Bernardeschi, et cetera, et cetera. A young Moise Keane coming up through the system when the problem, as it still is today, is the midfield. What are you what are you doing? Um, it was a marketing exercise it was to appeal to mm-hmm. little kids all throughout the world to get more instagram pages and more likes and um that's why uh pepe murata he left the club i mean i think that was a big reason why um he was like no i don't want this um Paratachi, through his infinite wisdom because he's done a terrific job luckily he's gone now we can ruin spurs um <laughs> he 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 decided oh we got to do this and um you know it had uh Horrific knock-on effects for the club in the preceding years. Um, the instability with uh, the coaching ranks. Um, you had, like, yeah. allegedly, you had, like, a little bit of a mutiny that he Ronaldo would not listen to Sarri's directions. I was not the biggest Sarri admirer, but, um, you know, I think uh, what he brings to the table is interesting. It's not the way I want Juventus to play, but I think uh, he should be heard and the players should follow the manager and their tactics. And, uh, you know, Allegri mysteriously departing after is like, what was that? Like his sixth Scrutetto in a row or whatever it was. I mean, I I never understood that. I'm glad he's back. Um, I'm I'm hoping um, that Agnelli follows through on his words. His whole reasoning, like part of it anyway, at the time was, um, you know, we're going to sign Ronaldo so we can sign the next big young talent. Um, I think you can't let Dusan Valvich get away. You have to find some way to get him um that Ronaldo money is, is free now they're no longer paying him that 30 million plus a year obviously you shouldn't pay Dusan Valvich 30 million dollars a year I mean I think like 10 million is as high as I would go because you don't want to like start a precedent that you're gonna pay like a youngster 15 16 million dollars a year because you're gonna have established players in the team going what the fuck? where's my where's my money that have been there like for four or five six years et cetera. and I mean Juventus are doing that now a little bit with with Delict um they started them out with such a high salary and then you got tabala coming along it's like you know where's where's my uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow basically so um yeah not a ronaldo fan never been a ronaldo fan i'm very happy he's gone i think long term it's going to benefit the club um and i think uh i remember coming on the first time i was like by late november early december we're going to get like a a feel how juventus this season is going to go and I think trend things are trending upward now. Oh, yeah. Um, I think by late March, we're really going to see things, like, really trending upward. Um, but I don't fear the top four. Um, I, I know we're going to get in the top four. Um, I think Napoli is, is doing their Napoli thing, which is getting off, to, like, a fast start and then trailing off.
0: It's the um, Spalletti Milan... thing as
2: well. Whether Roma, Inter, yeah, now
0: Napoli, you yeah, get the yeah. Spalletti winter blackout.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Milan... You know, two, uh, two geriatrics at striker. one's always hurt. I mean, they have a great midfield, um, we'll see how they do, but I think they're gonna probably fall off. And I think Juventus is gonna surpass those two teams. Atalanta is kind of like Juve. Um, they're gonna take off as the season progresses. They always do. Gasperini will drill down those tactics and like they'll, they'll stop thinking. They'll just play muscle, uh, you know, muscle memory basically. Um, and enter I think is going to uh unfortunately probably uh win the scudento right now
0: there's too many good vibes like um I, I'm gonna mush it like I think I think will you're you're aware of my mushing powers I know Jerry is like I, I was doing I had an awesome time this afternoon I was on a, uh, a panel on uh, on football worldwide led by uh, our buddy uh, Anthony Privatera and you know he had yeah me on to talk cementer he had uh on to talk juve he had you know uh various great people on to talk atalanta roma napoli and everybody on the panel Including myself, reluctantly, uh, did predict Inter to finish it out on top, and I, I hate I hate making those predictions because something bad's going to happen. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, but will l- let me pick up with you, and then uh, and then Lex, you can say your piece on this as well, since you it was a good segue you offered talking about Juventus uh, trending up, and if we look at the table, uh, you know they've worked their way up to fifth place, thirty four points. They're four points out of the final Champions League spot at the moment, exactly midway through the season. Uh, And let's talk about the Allegri factor. okay? so Allegri has returned and there's been ups and downs. And the start to the season was pretty rocky. But if you go through the recent results, you know, outside of a 1-1 draw with Venezia on uh, December 11th, you've had 2-0 win over Cagliari, 2-0 over Bologna, 1-0 over Malmo in Champions League, 2-0 over Genoa, 2-0 2-0 over Salernitana so you're you're seeing a lot of a lot of clean sheets and a lot of allegri like results will so uh have you seen this team sort of reintegrating to the max allegri style like how, how much progress are you seeing in allegri ball
2: Yeah I would say um I think he laid his foundation down like I think he still doesn't know how to fit all the pieces together I think that's why he's been playing this 4-4-2 this season (laughs) obviously it's starting to change now you're seeing more of a 4-2-3-1 etc um but yeah i think the um the foundation has been laid and the defense is a very good point to bring up because you look at the last like i think like the last 15 years the team that gives up like the least amount of goals in syria they normally win the league so i think that right there is a very encouraging sign for juventus to do well because i believe they've only given up 17 goals this season and i think it's like third third best in Syria, so that right there tells me that the defensive structure that foundation has been laid. now the next thing is gonna it's gonna be can they get the offense to function as it should I mean the midfield is going to be the big thing um if Dybala can't stay healthy he's really crucial because he provides that linkage between the midfield and the attack that's why he's always back like at the halfway mark which annoys the shit out of me like it's the one thing Maurizio Sarri got right we just oh, yes. making him stay from the net and making him yeah. like show his offensive talent. Um, I I, I kind of blame kind of blame his injuries to some degree on uh Allegri, and it's kind of like what Allegri did with Al Shirari back in the day that had him tracking back like all the time. I mean, uh, Dabala is not a not a big guy by any means. Like he's he's quite slight in stature, so to be tracking back all the time and then going in attack and tracking back and going. It's just not a good mixture, and I think that's why he's picking up all these like muscle type injuries. Um, but yeah, the foundation has been laid. We'll see what happens on offense. I'd love for them to get Louis, Louis Muriel or someone like that. I mean, I, I, I don't see them signing a big name now. Like the idea of getting Dusan Vlaovic is, is like a pipe dream at, yeah, at the, the moment summer. in January. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Skamaka, no, I think he's good, but I'm I'm not gonna. I, I think settling is a really bad idea. Like, I don't want to drop $45 million on a, on a player. That's not a sure thing. I'd rather spend a little bit more and, and mm. get him. Because I watch Sassuolo. Like, I'm uh, quite fond of them, how they play. I like Fertesi quite a bit, the midfielder. I actually want Juventus to go after him. He's a poor man's Nicolo Barella. And he's kind of like the one who got away from me. Um, I was very high on him. It's nice to see him um, develop like he has. But, um, you know, it's a shame he's on Inter. Um but uh back to Skamaka. I I I, I he's got a great natural ability, but I think like his runs sometimes they leave a lot to be desired. And maybe that's to do with you, but um I think there's some holes in his game and to spend like forty to forty five million for an incomplete player, no no. Spend spend the seventy, spend the seventy five to get Vlaovic because this guy is is amazing, like he is a mm-hmm. can't miss talent. Um, I I don't want to say he's as good as Holland and Dortmund, but um, it's close. I like don't think poor, I don't think the gap Haaland is as wide probably. as people think.
3: Yeah, I think I want to I want to add on that. I think consistency is the is the biggest issue with Kamaka, where yeah. he's he's gone really hot this year, and everybody's like, oh, we got the we got the number nine in Italy. Let's replace him with Immobile, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's pedal back we all know that immobile doesn't do what he does with lazio and i'll be the first to omit that but you also have to remember that he hasn't equated to what immobile has done even with his own team so you need to see more of that from Skamaka, from his own team in order to equate that to the actual national team like that and I, and i agree with will like you've seen uh, 45 million for a player that you've seen ifs but not enough Yes, like it's 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 a big risk, man. Like that's I, I I'm on. Well, I, I I'll say I, I agree with you about Ronaldo. Fuck him. Can't stand <laughs> him. A son of a bitch. I hate him so much. I he, he,
0: That's how you really feel. My God. I
3: fucking hate him. I'm sorry. He is much. Did he as, steal your high
0: school girlfriend or something? Like here's
3: here's the thing. Why why is it that Immobile? who everyone criticizes, can't play in a 4-3-3, and everyone criticizes that, sorry, can't coach good players, and he's got an immobile to still, can still perform at a high level without Simone Zagi, second in the league in, in, in goals, and he's missed quite a few games this year, and still is producing at, at, at an efficient rate. Like, he he has Sergey Malikovic Savage on track to have one of his best seasons. Like, and, and and people say, oh, sorry is yeah maybe sorry wasn't the right fit. I think Will got it down right. It's not that sorry is a bad coach. He just wasn't the right fit for Juventus. But and he also said another good point: when you're you're not listening to your coach, it's a, it's the player's responsibility to do what they're told and to do what they have to do on the pitch. When you start acting as an individual for yourself, it kind of Deteriorate the whole club, and I think that was a big issue with Ronaldo, where he's not a team player. He doesn't help. He's an I, not a we, and, and that really kind of hurt. Sorry, in so many ways that he to sorry. It's like this is a guy who is non is he, not manageable. Like you, you, it's either you just give up the reins and say, "Hey, Ronaldo's the coach, and, and I'll just do whatever he says." Like it was with Zidane. He's like LeBron, LeBron James. James. Like he, he's yeah.
0: the version of LeBron. Like,
3: like why is sorry? Yeah. I know, sorry, like, I know this is the event, but I'm just saying, like, why is it that this guy gets criticized so much? And it, it, it really bothers him because it's like. Well, it's, it's his not, it's
2: personality. That's part of the reason. I think that's what he it is. He won the Scudetto.
1: Maybe. Like, I feel like yeah. people forget yeah. that. He did win a Scudetto with us. So, I mean. I feel like he does get overly criticized and like you mentioned Ronaldo, just you can't play Saturday's Saturday ball or whatever his system with a player like Ronaldo in it. Like, and that was evident because, and we also didn't have the midfield at all for Saturday ball either at the time. And I don't know. It's interesting. I think when you talked about Will brought up some good points about kind of that overturn of coaches, I think a lot of it had to do with Ronaldo. This is just, purely my guesses but I think like moving on from Saudi, I think Ronaldo didn't like him I think Allegri actually when Ronaldo came Allegri left after that first year he coached Ronaldo I think that had to do with them not getting along I think that Allegri coming back was the management choosing Allegri and choosing their coach over Ronaldo and so I think that's why Ronaldo made the decision to leave because for once Juve decided to Back their coach, back their manager, instead of kind of following the direction of a player. This again, is my perception of the situation. I, I think your but. perception
2: is is spot on, and I go back to. I think there was a, Juve Ronaldo when Allegri is still in charge, in charge, and then Juve Ronaldo when Allegri was in charge at Ronaldo. They acquiesced to him and his needs more, and that mm-hmm. goes back to. Um, the Man United game in the Champions League, Juventus at home. Juventus was up one nothing for most of the game. Ronaldo scored from a beautiful Banucci pass, and Juventus wound up losing, I believe, two to one. It it seemed like at that point, like the offense became a lot more geared towards Ronaldo, and tactics were changed, et cetera, et cetera, all to placate to him, and. Um, as we saw with every year with uh, Ronaldo on the team and Juventus in the Champions League, they, they regressed. I mean, I, it's great that he had that uh, moment of magic against Atletico Madrid. Awesome. But you shouldn't lose to Ajax. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no way. No way. And, and the Juve of a couple of years ago that had that determination and that structure prior to him arriving. There's no there's no way in hell they lose to Ajax.
1: I think Buffon it mentioned something. Yeah,
2: that
3: Buffon
1: quote that was circulating a couple of days ago where it was taken a bit out of context, but he essentially said along those lines, right, that we were more of a team prior to Ronaldo's arrival. Right. And then that's the team, that type of team spirit and team cohesion was what brought mm-hmm. us to those two Champions League finals.
3: I uh, like uh, and Lex, uh, pick up on the Allegri hold, point. Hold, 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 hold on, we're still on this Ronaldo thing. We don't okay. know and I think the, the I think the biggest loss, other than like the whole structure and losing the identity, is Beppe Marotta. I'll end it there. I think oh, that's yeah. that's what people don't. And I think, and I like how Will said it before, and I wrote an article about why Ronaldo. The signing of Ronaldo was bad and, and and I actually wrote a piece last this past summer. I still haven't finished it. I always leave it to the side. Like <laughs> six months this, ago. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, the blessing in disguise of Paratici leaving Juventus is another is another blessing for them. I, I think he's terrible. I don't think he's a good sporting director. I, I don't think I, I I don't think the deals he made the last couple of years were great. I know that your budget is tied under Ronaldo, but you still got to make smart signings and not go to blow seven million a year on a player like Barbiot and, and and injury-prone Ramsey. Like I'm, I'm sorry, like mm-hmm. I, I, I won't say a Paratici is is 100 bad. He's done some good things to the club too. You cannot fault him, but I would say it's more bad than good. But losing and Marotta. And then look what he does to Inter. Like it's a slap in the face. Thank you for that, by the way. It's such a slap. It it is though because he goes and in two years he gets a scudetto. Like yeah,
1: and look, Inter lost um, Lukaku lost Hakimi and it's like Lukaku who, Hakimi who? Like they didn't even, even skip Conte a beat. Well. He, yeah.
3: I'm telling you man yeah. Yeah.
1: he went and replaced like you know with his scouting and Marotta found players that fit their role and replaced those players. They made a lot of money off of them. I mean that's that was great.
0: Yeah I mean the, the big thing for me on Marotta like he he's an actual grown up and he's an actual professional because one of the things that uh, you know, throughout most of my lifetime, it made Inter really frustrating, uh, but also kind of charming because it was part of the identity of the club. You know, the whole Pazze Inter is, it's usually like chaos is normal. Like, you know, at Inter, chaos is normal. You have, you know, eccentric ownership in the past. Uh, you know, I love uh, Moratti to death, but, you know, very, very eccentric individual, eccentric directors, managers, and all that. And it's like, you never really know, like, who's making the decisions, why are they making the decisions? There's not a whole lot of alignment, you know, with, with management and sporting directors. And then suddenly Pepe Marotta shows up, you know, three years ago, three and a half years ago. And it's, it's been a well-oiled machine ever since. And, and I know that, I know that Marotta has to deal with a lot, you know, from ownership because of a lot of the, you know, the financial troubles and like, you know, I, I don't think he imagined when he signed up that he would have to deal with, you know, so much bullshit from the Chinese government and all that, you know, deciding where the funds can come from and he's still done an excellent job. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I certainly uh, I, I respected Marotta when he was at Juve. And I don't think anyone really realized how important he was at Juve until he was able to go to Inter and recreate a lot of that success. Uh, but, but Lex, on, uh, on Max Allegri, um, how have you, how have you rated the reunion so far and did it make maybe, uh, and this is, you know, my perspective from the outside looking in, okay. did it take maybe a little bit longer than you thought to start playing Allegri ball again? Cause I think you're, you're doing that for the most part at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got to ask the question too, like, what is Allegri ball? You know, like I feel like he has a, doesn't, I don't, I just don't know if Allegri is the right coach for where Juve's at right now. This is just my opinion. I think that um, I would have kept Pirlo. And I know I don't know if I would have said this at the end of last season. Don't know. But I think that you had players like Chiesa was truly, he had his breakout season there under Pirlo. And like, you have to give credit to Pirlo for that. And I think he just hasn't, been the same under Allegri and also Morata was balling out last year under Pirlo as well not to the same extent under Allegri but that being said you do have to factor in that Pirlo did have Ronaldo last season right and that is a huge bonus that's a plus guaranteed plus 30 goals for your team over the course of the season whereas Allegri minus Ronaldo but plus Locatelli right and I don't know I just I think Juve's at a point where they've been in limbo for a couple years. We don't know. Are we trying to do a bit of a rebuild? Are we not doing a rebuild? Like what's going on? And I don't know if signing Allegri to that five-year contract, a lot of money we're paying him right now, a lot of money. I don't know if I'm sold on it. And maybe that's also. But then again, you have to factor in that it's not necessarily his squad yet. He hasn't had a chance to bring in his players um there's been a lot of injuries he started with that 4-4-2 the beginning of the season which was not good I'm very glad we've moved on from the well I think we moved on from it but very glad we moved on from the 4-4-2 but then again that was Pirlo's formation and Allegri tends to do that right he built off of Conte's 3-5-2 so he's building off of Pirlo's 4-4-2 and he's also, as I mentioned, has been riddled with injuries. Missing Dybala. Um Chiesa now is are two of our main attacking players, and and you gotta give Allegri credit for um, Berna flourishing again under him. That's been nice seeing a little bit of a Berna redemption arc here. I'm I'm a Berna supporter, so I'm happy for him. But I Same mean,
0: <laughs> I, I like him yeah, like, actually. And, like and the I, think guy one I of do. Why I gravitate towards Berna is because he gets so much shit and so i tend to like sometimes i'll be like you know, yeah guy's it's not that exactly. bad like he, he shows up every now and again
1: he's I, i'm sorry but like with Dybala missing he really stepped in and filled that creative hole that we have in our team and uh, he was a joy to watch he's quite honestly my favorite player to watch of the last couple months of the season and as i mentioned i think allegri trying out 433 that 4231 i love the 4231 um Four three three 3 3 is a variation of it, you can argue. So I think either formation that he tries to play around with, I think it's better. And I don't know, I just, Allegri, I'm at this like weird point right now where I didn't really enjoy watching the Allegri ball or watching Allegri's team, especially like the last year when he was here before. The first season with Ronaldo, his last season was painful to watch. But then again, we did make two Champions League finals with him. There was success. But I think if you look at that squad and you compare it to our, like, current maybe starting eleven, I think some of the players that we have don't even make the bench of the squads from, like, that started in 2015 or 2017. Like, guys like um, Rabiot. I mean, I don't like to, like, riff on players, but I'm that's he one player, it. I'm just like – I can't take it. Can't take watching him anymore. But anyways, that's my two cents on Allegri. I'm kind of at this weird place where I I don't know what to think. I don't know if I'm sold on him yet. I I don't know if he was the man for the job. I think that I would have stuck with Pirlo for some type of continuity because we were lacking that the last few seasons, but...
3: Um,
0: That's well said, and anyway, Jerry, Jerry, let, I, let me bring, let me let me bring you back in with this. Now, personally, no,
3: you, I, I got I got a thought in my head already. I can just, go ahead,
0: go ahead. I
3: I don't think you can get. I don't think Ronaldo's guaranteed thirty goals anymore. You said that you're you're guaranteed Ronaldo thirty goals. I don't think so, and I don't even think Messi's guaranteed thirty goals anymore. Like I think these guys are 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 in a different stage in their career where they're they. I think they're guaranteed that they can help you in Champions League. That's that's the mm-hmm. goal from them. I think that's the priority. Yeah. When when you're bringing a Ronaldo slash Messi, you don't care what they do in league on or what they do in the EPL. What you care about is what they do in the Champions League. That's what they're there for. They're there to help in the big tournaments. And I, I and I pulled up his stats and he's got seven goals in fourteen matches in the Premier League, Ronaldo. But in UEFA Champions League, he's got six goals in five matches. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now. Then again. United actually no, United was in a, in a in a pretty competitive group so I, I can't say it was like against scrubs but my point my point is Ronaldo's no longer the player that he is if you guys watched the game on Monday he looked dreadful that again he, they didn't play for 16 days either so it's not yeah con- entirely but I I don't think Ronaldo's the same player he once was where he'll track back or, or he'll help the defense and run, and, and that's not him. He, he he's a like a he's like a, a hockey poacher, where you, you got a guy who seriously, he's a guy who stands up front, and you're hoping he he scores those dirty goals now for you, or he's in those areas where he can attack. But you're you really playing with a man down, in my opinion. With more more with Ronaldo, I think that it, it's surprising that Messi really can't score in, in in the in the league on. And you know what? In a way, I freaking love it because it, it kind of gives more integrity to the league and it shows that it's not just like, oh, Messi's going to come here and walk all over us and he's going right. to score 40 goals and we're going to show that the French league is not that good and we can't play against better players. And and, and by the way, but, I,
0: re- I remember a lot of people, uh, you know, haters, like when when Ronaldo came over to Serie a, uh, a, lot, maybe this was just like a North American thing, just people who don't watch Serie A are like, Oh, he's going to go over there. He's going to score 50 goals a year and just boss the Farmers me. League. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Farmer Yeah, you heard a lot of that, but it's like that, no, it's not it's not a farmer like I'm screaming it from the mountaintops, it's, it's not a Farmers League. Not, just because man. all the people that I know because there's there's not a whole lot of uh, of Italians or Italian Americans in my area. It's, you know, very uh, Hispanic influence, so there's you know, a lot of La Liga fans who gravitate, you know, towards uh towards the Spanish teams and of course Premier League fans cuz they're it's just marketed so well in the states that there's Premier fans. So a lot of people I know just don't even watch Serie A. It's like, oh, he's going, to, he's going to Italy. He's going to score 60 goals a year. He's going to sit out the games against the bad teams. They don't even need to play him. And it's like, well, okay. I took a little bit. I mean, listen, he he scored quite a few goals in the league, but I took some pride huh, as a Serie A fan in the fact that he didn't just come over and boss the league.
3: I, I, and I yeah, like, absolutely. I like the support for Bernadeschi. I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he just needs some consistency, some consistent playing time, some continuity. So, and he needs he needs like a a player. He he needs a system that's that's built for him. Like I just think that far too. He awesome. needs a
2: sports psychologist. That's what he needs. He's he's very he's very emotional. talented. He's emotional. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's, I think he's, he's got great technical talent. ability. Yeah. Same, oh, for same sure. thing with Rabio. Rabio is very talented as well. I don't know what his issue is, but he's uh, his mother. Seriously, player. it's his
3: mother. That that was the issue. I, no, seriously, it's his mother. Yeah, crazy his mom. mother's his. Hold on, his mother's his agent. She's a crazy nutcase. Okay, she 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 ruined him at at PSG. Didn't play for I think in his final season, like because of the contracts or whatever the heck it was. I'm I don't know the technicality. Comes to to, to Juventus, and, and his mind is not there half the time. Like she is such a bad influence, and it doesn't help him. And that's where he has yeah. to have the and that's where he has to have the balls and say, Hey, you know what? It's time for me to get rid of my agent, Ma. You're my mother, <laughs> but you know what? Thanks for coming out. And yeah. uh I need to take care of myself. Because it's it's I'm telling you, his mother is the reason why his game is so inconsistent. He, he was such a great player before he had that freaking outfall with PSG, one of the best midfielders. Like, and all of a sudden the guy's lost his mind. Like, come on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like But I know I know what Alex is gonna ask. Would you guys extend the contract of Paulo Dybala? And I know Alex. You did know, actually. I was was, was (laughs) like, I don't know where he's gonna go with this, but I did want to go there. Like, come on, like I. Yes. I'll give my two cents. I, 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 I. I, I, he's my beautiful boy. I think. I think he's he's Juventus. Like he's the heart and soul. Like like Immobile is to to Lazio. The difference is, is his health, and I think to give that kind of money to a player that just can't stay healthy is a big risk. You talk about not. You, hold on, you talk about not buying players like Ronaldo and, and investing so much. Now I know that's not Ronaldo type money, but it's still a lot for a guy who can't stay healthy, and I think it's a big risk. Like it, it it's two sided. You keep him, you got a good player. The problem is. Can he stay healthy for thirty games at least? Like, no player oh, plays. I, I
2: want. I want to. I want to interject for a little
3: bit. Like, a go second, ahead, man. I, 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 you, you, no, no, you know more than me about Juventus. I'll say what I think, though. I think this guy's yeah, a hell yeah, of yeah, a yeah, player, yeah. and I think he gets shit on way too much. I think he does, people he does. people mm-hmm. shit on this guy like he gets like Emobi gets shit on for other reasons. Like it's like, and I have to say Immobile, because it. it it, it, it's comparable. That's Jerry's
2: beautiful boy.
3: Well, it's comparable. <laughs> I'll I'll defend him, but I'll also go against him when he's not good. I'll I'll say
0: it. No, you won't. I'm just kidding? kidding. I know. I, I know you won't. Well. I'm just I'm just fucking but
3: around. but but like but like you, you gotta know when the good and bad is, and even you gotta put your 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 love for a player aside and think about the team too, right? But, uh, yeah, and, of and, course, and, of course. Hold on. I, I just want to say something to David because he's a good guy. Um, yeah, I gave up on Richie. Okay, go ahead. Fucking waste of 20 million dollars. Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> back to balla I mean, he,
2: the the, the injury prone thing is kind of like blown out of proportion. It's the last year and a half that he's gotten mm-hmm. hurt. Um, and and Potter was due to COVID that he would got like screwed up. So, Hold on, everyone. Just like let's let's look at like the data, and then let's come to conclusion. Um, and and on top of that, let's say DiBala returns to what he was when he was playing consistently. Let's let's say like pre-Ronaldo era, which is a number of years ago. Like that ten million dollar contract then is a steal at that point, because everyone was anointing him as like the new Messi, especially after Juventus like dismantled Barcelona, which is tremendously unfair because he's not you know messi i mean no no one is like that was a lot of pressure to be hoisted upon him um but i think if you're paying him 10 million dollars a year and it returns to that level of play um that's a hell of a hell of a deal for juventus and right now you've got to take some risk in the market because juventus can't i don't know if juventus can go out and get volvich and someone better than Dybala and be able to afford both things right now. They don't have mm. that type of capital at their disposal. So you, you got to look at it like, like a stock or something. that you're, you're buying kind of like low right now. It's been beaten down, but it has a lot of upside potential. I think Dybala still has a lot of upside potential. This is not someone on the wrong oh, yeah. side at 30. He's, he's 28 years old. And he loves um, the club too. He does. He does love the club. And our president, Donald onelli loves him. So we're going to get the deal done. <laughs> Real Don and Big Don both love him.
3: I like that announcement. I, like I like the, the thought of, about how it's a stock market and you're buying it. Yeah, You're, you're taking a risk on a stock that's kind of like down, but there's a lot of upside to it. It's, it's a good way of looking at it because, hey, I, I, I rate DiBala highly. And I think that the guy is on his best day. Is probably the best player in the league. If if anything, if that guy was never hurt, okay, I think he would be MVP player. Like is when he's when he's healthy, he Juventus is on on another level. When he's not in the lineup, they're not the same team in in some ways. So,
2: no, one hundred percent, they're not the same team because all the creativity is sucked out of the club. I mean, now that Bernadeski is is playing better. that's not as big of an issue. I mean, props to him. I love to see it and I want to see those two work together now. I think that'll yes. be actually
1: I want quite to, good see to see Dybala with Chiesa and Berna on the wings. I'd like yeah. to see those three together. I think that that would be interesting. Yeah. But I agree. yeah, I completely agree agree with you William and Jerry on the Dybala question. I'm a little bit of a Dybala fan. You could probably tell, <laughs> just, just a little bit. But I got his jersey on right now. No, hey, but if he
0: left, you would have to change your Twitter name, and nobody wants that. I know, I know. But that
1: would see that wouldn't work out for me. So, no, I would definitely extend the, uh, Ber- him. Burn
0: Alexa I mean... <laughs> would be your new name.
1: Burn Alexa, there we go, perfect. Just in case, you got a backup plan now. No, but I would definitely extend him. I just think it's like. What's the point of late letting him leave on a free? Like I don't. Some people are saying, "Oh, to offload a salary." Like I don't really. I think That's that what he's that our... crappy
2: club of Milandos.
3: What
1: happened? He's our, uh, what are they doing with the
0: crappy club of
3: Milandas? What, what <laughs> do they do? I'm sorry, I, I missed that. Let
1: people go on. free. Let players go on. Free, oh on free. yeah, they're
3: yeah. so stupid. Yeah. They're not so like, we're not stupid, but Cassie next. Yeah, let her yeah.
1: talk. No, it's okay. I was saying realistically, we should have if we wanted to let him go, we should have gotten rid of him three years ago when they are bringing in huge offers for him. But he stayed. Mm -hmm. And I think he's such a big part of our club's identity. Like you said, like Dybala is Juventus right now. And I just think also what people didn't consider that, you know, are saying not to extend his contract is like, who are we replacing him with? Like like you mentioned, when he doesn't play, our club has zero creativity. Like there's a huge difference. And this is maybe just purely from perspective of someone who's watching when you watch Juve play with Dybala versus without Dybala it's a huge difference in the game he's the one as you mentioned who transitions that ball to the attack and I just think that that's a player that's not easily replaced you know and so that's probably my main argument for extending him like you said and you're 100 you're 100% correct
2: because there's not even a lot of players like in the market like who's Who's a compa- like that like number 10 position is kind of like going the way of the dinosaurs like I don't even know many Seven. players that are like the follow in Europe right now so no
1: it's true yeah those are all my favorite type of players I love divala Luis yeah. Alberto papu Gomez yeah. like that role yep. that type of player but like you said they're few and far between especially now it seems like that role is kind of being phased out of a lot of
0: mm-hmm. tactics but Oh good, is, is Delict staying, by the way. You think uh, you think he stays or goes?
1: I think he might, I think I don't know. I heard I think this is correct, but I guess Barcelona has a $75 million release clause, whereas every other club is what, like 125 or something for Delict? So I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought I read that somewhere. But I mean, if I that's know. the case, I think. Having heard that, if that's the case, I think he leaves. I don't know. I just have a feeling that he's gonna leave. I mean, a lot of UVA fans, I think, really like to like prop him up as our like future. You know, that future iconic defender that's gonna fill the shoes of like Chiellini and whatnot, and it's gonna be Capitano and all that stuff. And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know. Will, what do you think?
2: Um, you know, it's also
1: Mino Raiola, so I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. The good and the bad with him, with Juventus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Delict, if, if the right offer comes in, and uh, I think uh, David Amayal mentioned this on his pod uh, a couple of weeks ago, it'd be kind of like a, a Zidane type situation. He brought up a very good point that if he can get like 140 million for him, because the Premier League clubs are stupid, they'll, they'll do, God yeah, yeah. Well. oh, they'll, yeah, they'll pay anything, sure. and, and and I think, um, you know. I wouldn't even ask for that much. Ideally, in my world, if I'm in charge of the club right now, I would like the league to go for 60 million and Romero and bring Romero back to Juventus. And I would be very much satisfied with that. And I would take that 60 million and then apply it to Vlaovic and throw in like the extra little bit, bit of cash that we need. And I would be very pleased in my transfer market.
3: I like it.
0: I want to do uh, one more exercise, and Jerry,
3: I will start with you. I got one thing to say. Okay. I don't think... I, I I wanted to talk about David's point here, Bentoncourt. To move Bentoncourt, it's going to be the same issue as Lacho, say, wanting to sell Luis Alberto. There is a redemption clause where if 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 Rodrigo Bentoncourt is sold, I forgot who... I think it's Flamingo that if, if he came from... I'm not 100%, but... If
2: they were to sell, I think it's, um,
3: it's where like did 10,
2: Tevez go after
3: he came back? Boca. I think maybe Boca. I think you might be yeah, right.
1: Yeah, it's Boca. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm.
3: So if they were to sell Bentancur, they have to give up ten percent of their sale or something like that, or fifteen percent. It's a big to, tax.
1: Yeah.
3: So that is why the issue of selling Alberto is so hard, and it will be so hard for Juventus to sell. Benton core as well because no one's gonna, they're not gonna want to sell Benton core for less than what they bought him for and take a loss and, and give fifteen percent to another club. It's 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 a messy issue. Like it, it's good in a way if you have a great player, you can sell for sixty million, and still give that ten percent, and it's like okay, great. And that's why Lazio, sorry, sets the price at forty million for Alberto because they take around thirty million home. That's the problem. That's that's that is why people don't really look into why Alberto's value probably a little bit more than what he is. But the way he's playing recently, he's I, worth I would set forty the, million. Yeah, I yeah. I think he is too. But I love of, him. I know Willie will think differently, maybe. But I, I, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> I I I'm a big I'm a big fan of Alberto, and I would uh, do that Artur Alberto swap in uh, in a heartbeat. I mean, oh. whoever, Me whoever, too.
3: That 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 hey, yeah, the really drunk and be like, hey, all and, right, let's just swap. You know, whoever that running in that account needs to get fucking get just drunk or something. Because, probably the same guy who's been reporting PIF buying Inter for like the
0: last six months. I now. don't know. I can never see,
3: like, and I hear Bernardeski coming to Lazio, Alberto going to Juventus, Sergey milinkovic no. another one going to Juventus. It's not happening, guys. Letito. Agnelli fucking hate each other. Like, apparently there was a deal back in the day, I don't know, a few years ago back, where Latito lost respect for Agnelli, and he said he'll never do business with Juventus again. Uh, When was the last time Juve did business with Lazio? I need to know this, because that's that's what you have. I'm telling you, like, no one look at these things. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Savage is coming. But, like, Here's the thing, and this is where I'll, I'll say I respect Letito compared to ADL, and, and and I know I don't know the history of ADL, but I'll say in this situation where he has locked up Chiroi Mable, Sergey Melnikov, Savage, and Alberto long-term contracts. He's given them pay increases three times already. Like I know that our bench sucks. I, I do agree, and and it's not fully on him. We've spent money, we just don't spend money right. That that is the problem, but at the end of the day, he's taking care of his players, and we haven't lost him for free. I think Stefan DeVry was the only thing in the last couple of years, but I think that was a personal decision where he wanted to leave, and, it, and we let that slide. Luis Felipe is another issue right now, but again, sometimes it's out of your hands if, if you think the player's going to stay. If he doesn't, it's one thing, right? But, like, for the most part, our, our core has been locked up, and I think it, it, it speaks a little bit about him. I criticize him so much, but it's one thing I do appreciate and respect is that our, our best players haven't just, like, left for for a bargain. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. You're a mid-table team, but you still want to show the upper bigger clubs that we're not going to get pushed around. You want our best players, well, come knocking with the right offer. Just because you're Juventus, we're not going to help you. We know you're a bigger club. We know you have the money stashed in the bank. You want our best players. You pay. You don't want to pay. That's your problem. He's not wrong, Lutito. Like, we'll squad... pay
2: you. It's just going to be over five years. but we'll
3: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a layaway plan. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Glad you're going to get relegated with Selene Yeah.
0: And, I don't, and by, I, by the way a, a lot of good a lot of good comments uh in the chat uh i see our guy david in there chris DeSantis has been active i know i saw mass in there earlier and my favorite commenter this is my dude my brother from another mother lord figo the party always starts when lord figo shows up in the chat who always wants to remind people my scudetto and he always rubs it in and, and actually uh latsu are not in fifth place uh, cuz Juve are in fifth place. What what place are uh, oh they're in eighth place man. So Figo gave you more credit actually Jerry being saying you're in fifth place.
3: Yeah, for real. <laughs> I would be so happy if we finished fifth. I I think that it would be a massive achievement under sorry in his first season. I think Europa League is is the target for them like it, it's it's not the target you want but when you're in a transition rebuild season i think it's a reasonable target that you have to make your goals realistic and achievable i think next year should be champions league based on what they kind of accomplish in the summer transfer market and the winter but seven points back and and i and i and i think that oh yeah that's right i wanted to say you guys were talking about who top four. I, I, and I agree with about Milan and Napoli, but I actually well, and, and
0: give me Jerry, Jerry, I'm while not, you're at it, give, give me your top six. Cause that's the last thing I wanted to do. So I, I'd love no, to get your, I'd love to get your top six.
3: No top six, man. Freaking, I I, 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 I want to say I, I'm up. I, I don't think Atalanta is the same Atalanta in past seasons. I think, I think, I this I, I just think this team has lost something. It's got injuries this year. Um, I don't know if Jeremy Boga even fits a three-five-two. I was reading about that; he doesn't really suit suit that system. But the one thing you have to remember is Gasparini is, is the is the mastermind of making players better. So I will never rule that out. They always so, get better in so the second half
0: of the season. Too, I know it's before.
3: a yeah. I know it's a contradiction in a way yeah. to what I'm saying, but like it's kind of weird where he can make players play out of position. But I just wonder. Like Boga has been called out that he's his mentality. He's a lazy man player. Like he's not doesn't always give consistency, and that's exa- exactly what William was saying. Do you pay forty five million for Skamaka? Well, here is another thing. Do you pay whatever I think twenty five million for Boga or whatever it was, or some crazy amount of money? They made a mistake.
2: Should have for Berardi.
3: Yeah, I mm. hey, I didn't even think good about call. that. And I love that call actually. That's a really yeah. good call. My, my my
0: thing is with Boga. I I think a change of scenery. I think he's gonna have a really good second half of this season. And then I'd kind of maybe worry about like his motivation after this year. Like I I'm expecting him to actually be dynamite uh, for the rest of this season once he arrives. Is my thing. But yeah. So sorry to interrupt you, Jerry. Who do you have in no, your no. top six?
3: I said, I'm going to stick to what I said earlier in the year. So I said Inter would finish first. I have, I think, I didn't even think about it today, man. I'm, man, fuzz. I'm going to go Milan second because they're not in Champions League or anything. I'll say Juve third. I don't think Roma finishes fourth. I think you're on crack, Chris. I think, Roma, I think Roma and I think Roma and Lazio are bullshit and they're gonna drop right the fuck down. They 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 have no stability, they have no consistency because they they, they just don't have that that continuity in in their club yet. There's they're transition teams like you got Mourinho who changes his fucking formation five times already. His teams are up and down. You got sorry who you think tomorrow they look like freaking uh, platinum and then the day the week after they look like bronze so i think don't even think about Roma lot to finish top four that is suicide i would say the fourth spot i'll give is to atalanta i think napoli kind of tails off and mm-hmm. really struggle i don't know what it is but well, I think a lot of
0: injuries one thing
3: and, and anybody who says this team doesn't have depth guys how can you have your depth and you have nine guys out of your lineup Depth does no longer become a thing. It doesn't become a thing anymore because if you're, it's like Juventus, if they have half their team out, what what, what depth do you, if you have guys out to COVID and injuries, your depth has been nullified. Like it, it, it's hard to even sustain that when you don't have the player that you bought in the first place. So uh, I think the, the African cup is going to kind of hurt Napoli maybe and, Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I don't like the direction right now of where Napoli's going in the last couple of the games. And I know it's it's a short stand. I'm just giving my current thing right now. And I'll say Napoli finishes fifth. I'll I'll give uh who's six? Um I don't know. I don't know. I'll give Glacio six. Yeah. And I'll give Roma seven. I, I I think it, it, Roma or Lazio out in a great run from the start of the restart. They both have a chance, but none should expect it. Uh, I, I I don't I, I don't know what to expect from Roma or Lazio. I think these teams are just like between injuries and like just continuity and consistency and just trying to get things together. They're, they're, these are teams that are just need they're trying to build that identity right now. And I think a lot of teams you're you're gonna get the 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 honeymoon period where, oh my god, it's all beautiful, and then you're going to get that kind of gloomy period where it's like, yep, yeah, we're back to life again. so I, I, I give Inter, like I said, Inter, Milan, Juve, Atalanta, Napoli. but mm-hmm. And I, and, I, and at the end of the start of the year, I never thought Juventus would make it this year. I thought there would be a lot of issues, but Allegri is slowly implementing his system like Williams said. So, again, I I'm no expert, though, so for all I know, my whole table just falls to shit, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm I'll, I'll give
0: mine uh really uh quickly um you know I, again like i said it earlier i, I hate to say it because i'm a tremendous mush in fact me saying this you guys should probably bet on anyone else to win a scudetto but I'm, I'm gonna stick with inter in the top spot uh they they've exceeded all my expectations i i didn't i didn't expect uh simone Inzaghi to do as well uh year one as he's doing especially given Winter lost i i still i still miss lukaku i mean obviously they're they're scoring plenty of goals without him but uh i I would still feel better if he was still on the squad hakimi same thing although denzel dumfries he's been doing a lot better over the past month or so he's really coming on which makes me feel good because i just think there was a, a time where it took him a while to adapt from the dutch league and i think he's actually adapting maybe even a little bit quicker than i expected um, Hakan Chalanolu obviously has been a, a tremendous story for about the past six weeks. I hope he can keep it up consistently. And uh, and the defense, they've really figured out the balance. I mean, early in the season, they were leaking goals. Uh, they've been mostly keeping clean sheets lately. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with Inter in the top spot. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'll contradict Jerry a little bit. I'm actually pretty bullish on Atalanta to finish second. And I, I, I think Boga is going to do well there at least this season um it wouldn't surprise me if maybe the motivation in next year and the year after that goes down a little bit because I I think he's a player who needs a little bit of a spark um but my my thing with Atalanta is they always start super slow and then they gain steam second half of the season and they've actually started I think a little bit quicker this season than they did last year so it's just it's a trend for them they always play well second half of the season so I think Atalanta is going to end up Uh, coming in second and everything to me like second, third, fourth, fifth, really, really tough. I think it's going to be close uh, for the four Champions League spots, for example, but I go Atalanta second. I'll go Milan a very close third. I'm going to go Juventus fourth. They're going to be back in uh, Champions League again. Uh, Well, I mean, back in champ. They're going to stay in Champions League. People thought they would fall out. I think they're going to be in. Uh, Then I'm going to go. Oh, uh Napoli fifth. I think they're going to fall, but they're not going to fall like out of the top six or anything. And then, and um, I'm going to go, this is like sixth, seventh and eighth. It's really tough. I'm going to go, I'm going to give a nod to Jerry and I'm going to go Lazio sixth. And then I'll maybe go Roma seventh, but I respect Fiorentina a lot as well. And I'm, I'm assuming there's no way Vlahovic is leaving in January. So he's going to finish out the year there. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go Roma six, and I'll I'll give a, an honorable mention to Fiorentina, uh, finishing actually where they are at the moment on the table. So I, I gave you a bonus. I gave you a top seven. You guys, you don't have to give me seven if you don't want to. Uh, Lex, I'll go to you next. How do you see the top six playing out?
1: Um, well, I agree with you guys on Inter winning. I think that <laughs> I think that um, they are very strong as you mentioned they've shown the first half of the season how strong they are and so I don't see them dropping off enough or anyone really being strong enough to catch them or challenge second place I'm going to agree with Jerry and put Milan in second mainly because I don't really I don't see I think that they've like established a good enough lead where I don't well I just don't see other teams being strong enough to catch them or to like challenge them at this point. I think that they'll, I think that they'll hold second. I think Juve will finish third. I do. I've got Napoli in fourth mainly because I think Oseman comes back. I think that I know that right now, as you mentioned, they have a lot of injuries. They have COVID. They got a lot of their players out and Oseman was a huge blow to their attack. So I think that they do better finish fourth. I've got Atalanta on fifth because although you make good points about them having a better second half of the season, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I agree with Jerry in the sense where it kind of feels like the shine's wearing off a little bit with Gasparini. I don't know. I don't know if they're as, as well oiled of a machine as they usually are. They also lack depth. So, I mean, I don't know. You Zapata goes out. I don't know if that. You know, that can happen. So I'm going with fifth for Atalanta. Sixth, I'm putting Fiorentina in sixth because I think Vlaovic is going to, hopefully, second half of the season, um, score score some more goals, keep up his form. And I also love Vincenzo Italiano, so I love his teams and his system. So I I think that he gets Fiorentina into that last spot.
0: Go ahead, Will. What do you think for top six? Well, you know, it's probably going
2: to be Inter. It's going to probably win the Scutetto. But their next – their schedule is, like, brutal coming up. Um, Bologna, which isn't that bad. But then they play Inter, Juve in the Supercopa, Atalanta, Empoli, Venezia, Milan, Napoli. And then they have the Liverpool game. it's going to be a – and then Sassuolo, who's kind of like a um, giant killer this year. But – yeah. I think they're going to hold on, probably finish in first. Um, Juventus is, has a pretty difficult goal, but as well, coming into the new year. Um, so that could be either good or bad. They're going to be able to pick up points on the teams ahead of them if they win these games. I like to think they are. Um, I, I probably see them in second. Um, I see Atalanta in third. You know, I mentioned this earlier, historically, since Gasparini's been there their second-half club. They do terrific every single year in the second half. I'd like to see that continuing. And, and I think they're going to get healthy. I mean, they have uh, Hans Hatterberg back now. They're going to have Gosens back in a few weeks. And to have both of those attacking wingbacks supplemented by uh, costa I mean, I think that's going to be uh, a big buoy for them going forward. Um, fourth, Milan. Um, fifth, Napoli. And sixth, Fiorentina.
0: I like it. Sorry, I, I forgot to unmute myself there for a second. Um, I, I want to give everybody an opportunity before we wrap it up to uh, to promote where we can find you, shows, social media. Will, I'll start with you, my friend. Will, where can people find your uh, your amazing calcio and life ramblings? Um,
2: Twitter, WGDecola at Twitter. That's where I'm at. I don't have
3: anything to promote. He's a good lawyer. <laughs> no,
2: I'm not. I'm not. That was that was that was that was in uh, jest. But no. I'm glad he believed me. <laughs> you, you needed his services.
3: Recently. He uh, he defended me on uh, Milan yeah, he case against
2: some psychotic. Yeah. yeah,
3: the Milan case.
0: Oh my oh. god! Yeah, you you two. You know we we never we never talked about that on the show. And I'm not even so, sure uh, if we if we can. We'll get so su- no. we'll probably get sued. We'll get sued, man. We're being recorded right now. <laughs> so we're, we're not we're not going to talk about the uh the document that that jerry actually I, I was even mentioned in the document as well and so i i may need will to represent me there was nothing too inflammatory about me in there but i i, I did turn up in it so i may i may need to retain Will's services as well <laughs> we appreciate you and, and lex we appreciate you coming on and uh first time and hopefully won't be the last time we'll definitely invite you back on again where can people find you
1: well, thanks so much for having me on. I had a great time. And um, my Twitter at is Dbalexa, as you can see there. And I also recently joined All Uve Cast. Awesome. So you can find me on their podcast and occasionally. Watch out you know... for uh
2: for you. watch out for Cliff.
3: Oh. Watch out for Lucas. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I was gonna say occasionally
1: I'm on Cliff's show stoppage time as well, but you can find me there. So all Uve cast stoppage. and stoppage time.
0: Yeah, I, we we love Cliff. Cliff is a great guy. We got to bring Cliff, Cliff back on as well. You, you like Cliff, right, Jerry? Why wow, you shouldn't? He's like the nicest guy ever. Why <laughs> you think about it that long? <laughs> yeah, he's
3: all right. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Cliff is the man. Uh, Jerry, w- what about um, you? I remember uh, you over the past week. You told me for the hundredth time you were like giving up writing, but you still seems like
3: you're writing. Where, where can people find your work? I haven't written for. Oh, you have No, I haven't written for the week, and I've really contemplated just not writing anymore. So, like, I I have written a lot of articles from the summer where I'm editing, and I'm trying to get those cleared out, But I've really thought about just cold turkey, really cut back and i've been loving life the last week not writing um I'm, I'm happy just doing this podcast and that's it i i don't i'll be honest my mental health hasn't been the greatest in the oh, last sorry, month man. and a half man and sorry, i don't i don't promote it on on twitter like i, I just said a thank you to people on christmas because it's christmas time and it's i think it's a positive message for those to to see who have helped me but yeah like it oh writing and podcasting well the, i shouldn't say podcasting because podcasting actually gets my mind off stuff it's that's not right writing does become a lot overwhelming at times when you do a lot in a week when people like me write five articles a week and no and disrespect i i don't expect to get paid but when, when you're not getting paid it's like why do you do so much as well right when you really got to focus on your on your job, on your life too, right? So, and then that's and then and, and I never pegged that on any site because you you know, you know what you're signing up to, when you say that it's freelance, right? And you're not paid for it. Like, I'm too nice. I don't know how to say no to people and how to do less sometimes. Yeah. That's that's my problem. So, like, I I don't want to say names, but just in general, I I, I lost a, a good friend last week, and like. With my, my my grandfather passing away this year, and just like COVID's really, it's really affected my family. And and and, and I don't want this to become like political or anything. But when you when you're half of your family are anti-vaxxers and and don't believe in the vaccine, that's fine. You don't believe in it. I I am not against you. I don't think you're a different person. I value everybody what they believe in. I don't treat you differently. When i gotta get text messages every goddamn day on my phone and i gotta see articles of players dying because of respiratory or whatever it may be and, and the first thing it's oh it's it's the vaccine it's like bro like honestly if you have your agenda that's fine but leave it to yourself don't don't preach to others just to make yourself feel better because right. you didn't take the vaccine and that's where I, I, I didn't think that at the beginning, but I have a friend who does that so constantly. It's like, like, is there something you're trying to tell me that I, and it's like, are you scared? And I'm like, no, what, what am I scared about? Like, I'm fine. I took what I believe in and that's it. I don't go telling people that you should take the vaccine. If you don't do it, I'm not going to talk to you. It's like, fuck is wrong with you? Like, and that shit bothers me mentally because it's like, yeah, that's your agenda. That's cool. But, like, and I know this is a football podcast and I'm kind of getting off topic here. But, like, and and and, and anybody who thinks, like, I don't think about anybody different on Twitter. That's I, so I don't tweet about freaking vaccines on Twitter. Because I've seen the videos what people post. Mm-hmm. And they do these. I've seen one girl from the UK. And she does, like, these riddles about, like, how the vaccine is bad. And I'm like, 2,000 likes, 10.000 likes. I'm like, how the fuck does this stupid garbage get likes? I said. Like, it's feeding shit out of your mouth like like i'll I'll, I'll say this and 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 and, and science has helped us in so many ways for so many years like when you have cancer who do you go to do you go to the fucking homeless man on the street for your (laughs) advice like seriously do you go to the guy in the closet like science has cured us for so many years why is science all of a sudden a failure when it's always been the cure for so long like i don't know again i i i i'm sorry if i have offended anybody that's not it's not what i want to do it's just it's just so many things have like worn me up down in my head like just there are days where i just feel out of place i feel so just loss and it's like and then there's days that are, are much better I, will, I won't lie and they're good but i guess it, it is what it is and you just try to do the best of
0: what you can right so we love you man that's that's the bottom line you got people who care about you all over the place man everybody on this panel everybody on this chat man if you, if you need anything you know where to find me
3: no i appreciate
0: that good soul jerry yeah
3: no, it's just it's and sad. You
2: know what? You wouldn't deny hospital care to people who were sick and didn't take the vaccine like someone else. Whoa. Alex knows who I'm talking about. What? Mm-hmm. Say that say that again. About. You wouldn't what? I said you wouldn't deny hospital care to people who didn't take the vaccine like some oh! Other oh, oh, personality. Oh, oh, oh.
3: Yeah. Yeah, talking about home <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I won't say names, but yeah, I don't like that either. I would yeah. never if yeah, you that's don't that's want to uh, Yeah, you know what? That's such a freaking good point i'm sorry i would never deny health care to you just because you didn't want to take the vaccine that is that is not right man like you're still giving your right you're you're, you're taking someone's right away because yeah, they, and every doctor has something. has
0: an oath to treat it's like yeah. they don't like you know they, they they don't deny care to someone uh and, and you you canadians don't have to worry about this but they don't die deny care to people who don't have health insurance Right, I mean, if you show up at the ER, they're like, "Oh no, sorry, we, we cannot uh, do this heart transplant because your insurance is
3: not a today." No, you don't deny care to anybody. We we don't deny people who don't take the vaccine here. Like you have equal rights here. You go to the hospital. Like, yeah, we 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 Canadians are too nice sometimes. Uh, I think like during like I, I've seen riots all over the countries of like people not wanting to take vaccine. I haven't seen a political riot yet in in. In Canada as like which like led to like breaking shit, violence. Um like it's, it's never gotten really severe here. Quiet, I've seen it right? It's quiet, yeah. I maybe I'm wrong, maybe there haven't been rides and stuff in, in the States or whatever it may be, but maybe William can correct me on that. But like, yeah, for the most part it's never that bad. But but I will say this the Christmas break came at the right time, and I'm I'm pretty happy that. There's no Italian football for two weeks. I yeah, I, I, it. <laughs> I, I I don't miss it. I, I enjoy when the break comes, man. That means I don't have to go to work at 4 in the morning trying to get wow. home for 9 to watch a game. Yeah, I, I'm not passionate and that crazy. I, I If Lazio plays at 9 in the morning, I remember before COVID happened, Lazio played on a Saturday at 9 o'clock, and I went to work at 1 in the morning just to watch the game for 9. And like, I do that all the time, man. I, I plan my That's job dedication. I yeah. plan my, my days around just to watch Lazio, man. Like, it's I don't know. It's I never Lazio used to be like send them
0: something, they should.
3: Well, I, I'll be honest, like, Let's, four look, years ago, it's too cheap. If I didn't go to Europe to watch Chelsea versus Southampton, I think right now I wouldn't be doing crap about football. I think it's the fact that I, I got to learn the culture. And and the fan base and, and understanding why they like football so much, and, and just how the game is set there, like the fan base is separate and they have their own chants and everything, and they're in it. It's just it's a different environment, and and, and I and I really respected it because like they're very passionate, and I, I kind of grew on to what the game is like live. Like and it's one thing to watch MLS, and it's no disrespect to it. But when you watch a game in I'll Europe... I'll
2: disrespect it.
3: No, no, no. But when you watch a game in Fresh. Europe... I got to watch three games already in Sweden as well. Like That was actually a very good experience. Did uh, you I see watched. Nima up there? Were you with Nima? I was in Nima's <laughs> town. I've been there three times already at the Berg. And I got to watch them live. Wow. And it was actually entertaining. And I watched Håkan. Uh, and it was a Europa, a Europa League match. And that, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool as well so yeah it's 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 way better man like it's just different but I guess when you see it you you kind of like understand why but yeah my wife that was on our honeymoon actually which was another thing so it's like my wife's like fuck why did we watch this game since you came back from watching Chelsea all you've been doing is football (laughs) you should see my wardrobe man it's like 99 like 90% Lazio. And like that year when I got into football, I freaking chose a team in every league. So I, re- I re- cheered oh for God. Barcelona. I-, I watched every Barcelona game that year during the 2018 19 season. I watched Chelsea, I watched Barcelona, I watched PSG, and I watched Lazio, all their games. And I bought Peril for every team. And now, 4 years later I don't even give a shit about Barcelona and PSG anymore because they're just like never I I just like the team in every league just I just wanted to be acquainted to it but I just really just cheer Chelsea and too now and Barcelona was just because of Messi and PSG was just to have a team in in uh league on and because that was the only team I can find per <laughs> so, okay. but I would never cheer for PSG again. Like I have so much apparel. I, I love their apparel. I, I will wear it still because it's, it's, so, it's yeah. so, nice, nice. It's, good. Mm-hmm. it's such nice stuff, well, man.
0: We'll, 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 let's wrap it up on that note because I've got uh, I've got sleeping to do, my friends. I've got an early morning coming up. So huge shout out I'm again for to course, Jerry, it. Don't worry. to Jerry, to Lex, to Will. You guys can make sure you find my work, uh, my Twitter account. I post everything there at Alex Dono. Uh, I do daily streams on American Sports on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. We uh, talk uh, primarily about South Florida-based teams, obviously, here on the Calcio Connection. We tear it up, man. We talk Italian football. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to our Patreon channel, Calcio Connection slash Patreon. Uh, Patreon slash Calcio Connection, I should say. Subscribe to our channel. It's mostly extra Inter content. So if you're interested in Inter, you should subscribe there. And, uh, and a good time will be had by all. So let's say, ciao to everybody who watched us David, Chris, Lord Figo, the man, the myth, the legend.
3: Um, who else? I want to know when the heck it? he's coming back on Twitter, that motherfucker. Who? You coming back? When's Lord Figo coming back on Twitter? We want to know when Is you're. he not on figure. Twitter? Is he banned? Still banned. He's still but banned? Probably got caught good. selling freaking cereal milk on Twitter or oh, something.
0: I wanted to buy some. We will talk to you guys again (laughs) next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.